All right, we are recording. Welcome to Burgess Power Hour. And this is the, like I said in our my preamble, um, I've muted everybody, but you can unmute yourself by hitting star six if you've got the phone. Or also, uh, you can, of course, mute yourself if you've got a phone, period, you can, if you're on a cell phone. And if I can't see you, then that's fine. I'd love to see you, but uh, that's why I decided to go ahead and do it this way with um, with a uh, video so I can see everybody this time. So it's a little different. And uh, we're gonna be really life after trauma, dun, dun, dun. navigating the new normal. That's what tonight is. I felt like that would be a good one based on what's happening in the world right now, <coughs> happening in your world. But um, there you go. I'm gonna mute you, Mindy, I don't know. Okay. so. Those of you who are on a phone, I believe, uh, just for giggles, because this is something new that I don't normally do. I have I do webinars all the time with Zoom, but I've been doing, using it for years. But I've not had people on this particular way of doing it. If you can unmute yourself if you're on a phone, just let me see if you can unmute yourself. Just for just hit star six and see if that works. Does it work? Hey, Birch. I guess it works. It does. Hey, this is Katie. I'm in Connecticut. Hey, Katie, Connecticut. How are you? Hey, Bird. Hey, who's that? Marla from Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Marla from Fort Lauderdale. Marla from Fort Lauderdale. You sound like you're from New York. Of course I am. Like my ex is coming back. Of course. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to mute myself. Thank you. And okay. this is Alma from Utah. Hey, Alma from Utah. Is your... Yes. How is Utah? Um, it's cold right now. It's really, really cold. It got cold overnight. <laughs> well, it, uh, we're here in Atlanta, some of us, in Atlanta. Uh, so I'm going to unmute everybody just so you, everybody can say hello, and then I'm going to mute everybody back. And just shout out from where you're from, okay? All right, everybody's unmuted. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama. Connecticut. Connecticut. Anya from Atlanta. Atlanta. Coral I'm in uh, Chicago. Chicago. Boston. Long Island, New York. Long Island. This is John Ann. I'm in Las Vegas today. Las Vegas. Germany. Germany. Hello, Germany. Hi. Hello. Do I have anybody else across the pond or in Canada tonight? Um, this is Julianne. I'm in Atlanta. Oh, well, that's across the pond. Mm. Panama City. Panama City. My beach house is open them up. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to shout out where you're from? Did I get everybody? Okay. All, right. all are representing. Now I'm going to mute everybody. Okay. And you can all mute yourself, unmute yourself when you want to talk or say something or share. Um, those of you who want to let me see you, I would love to see you. And I'm just putting my pretty face up there for everybody to see me so you can connect with me uh, for the first time for some of you, perhaps, because usually I do this over the phone. So uh, if you've never joined me in my power hours, I do experiential type things. I don't like to just be a talking head, although today I am kind of a talking head. But I want you to get your pen and your paper out because you might want to take notes. And also, we a lot of times do some experiential learning because that's what I'm all about with Essence of Being and all the programs and Conscious Leadership Academy that we do. It's very experiential. So tonight, today, this morning, uh, we're recording it. So you will get to get all of this on the recording tomorrow. You'll see it. If you've registered, then you will get the recording and you'll be able to hear it again. So uh, does anybody have any questions before I start? This is a pretty, got a, it's a pretty powerful uh, evening, I think, tonight. Oh, I see Candace. Anybody have any questions? You can hit star six or just unmute yourself. All righty. Are you using chat, Birch? I am. Okay. I am. If you want to chat, you can chat with me. Or you could just unmute yourself and chat that way because a lot of times if you have something to share or a question, oftentimes, 
or just something you want to say, uh, a lot of people want to hear the same thing and we learn from each other. So I just want to start off by saying that, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, but, and I know that people go through all kinds of trauma and I just felt like this would be an appropriate thing to go through uh, tonight based on what's going on with the coronavirus around the world. And also, cause that's trauma to some people. Some people have lost uh, people and I don't want to say lost because they're not really lost, but some people have passed through the veil. And also, oh, there's joy. And also some people have just, they don't know what to do. It's like a new normal. How do I navigate through this new normal? Maybe you've been laid off. Maybe you've had some issues come up with health or money or relationships. And maybe you guys want to kill each other because you're not used to being together. Or maybe you're a teacher and you're trying to teach people in a whole different way, right? So there's a lot of things going on right now, but this, this information and experience tonight, you can apply to your entire life, okay? So any kind of trauma that you have, or how do I navigate after something like that? And how can I dissipate these emotional feelings of what the unknown, or what's next, or how am I gonna survive what's, whatever it is? Whether it's a loss of job, or a relationship, or a person, or, just your loss of purpose or drive or you're depressed or whatever it is, okay? And so those of you who have done any of my programs, Essence of Being and all the other programs and workshops that we have, you know what it's all about here is your subconscious beliefs oftentimes can block us. It's our bubble talk, right? That subconscious thought that keeps us from getting what we want. It's like a little bubble above our head. So like uh, in the cartoon characters. So a lot of times things that block us or that we get afraid of, they're subconscious, we don't even know they're there. And then there are really absolute fears that are coming up around, especially now for a lot of people and not knowing what's next. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna survive? Or how do I support other people? Or what am I gonna do with my business right now? You know, those types of questions. Hi Candace, I see your face. So if you um, have your video on, I can see you, so that's great. So I want to give you a quote with James Baldwin, all right? He said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed without being faced or until it is faced, okay? So nothing can really change unless you face it. And that's facing our fears, that's facing a lot of the things that are happening right now in our lives. But anytime you have any kind of trauma or stress, how do I move on from where I'm, where I'm at? Okay, that's the biggest question. And one of my other greatest poets of, the, of forever says, life is what happens to us when we're busy making other plans, right? John Lennon, one of my greatest poets that have lived. And so we all made plans, didn't we? And so I'm not gonna make this all about the coronavirus, but I wanna, uh, definitely address it uh, and also the what's happening in the world itself because it's a global thing but also we're tapping into all the global fear we're tapping into uh, especially for light workers those of you who are wanting to make a difference in the world okay and you consider yourself um, someone who's making a difference a conscious leader um, doing your light work Okay, creating light in the world. Um, you know, it's time. It's time, everybody, for us to join in and really express and lead, okay? So tonight, I hope that I'll give you some tools. At the very end, I'm gonna give you some tools that you can use, and also we'll have a little experience uh, together, okay, about our comfort zones, because that's what it's about too, because sometimes we don't know what comes next and how to navigate. Agreed? Thumbs up? Awesome. Okay. Oh, there's Brigitte and Jack. Okay. And Katie. So I love seeing you guys. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about really quick is about the brain. And I've talked about this before on my power hours and certainly with conscious leadership and EOB that we, we have different kinds of brains. So what tends to be in focus right now is our reptilian brain. That's where we decide, are we in danger? Are we going to get hurt? And so 
it activates something within us. It's a primal reptilian brain where we decide if we're going to freeze, flight, or fight, right? We're either going to freeze and not do anything from the trauma, or we're going to run, try to run away from it, or we're going to fight it. So that's our reptilian responses, the brain that we have. And it's very important part of our brain, okay? And it's good to know, am I going to be hurt? Am I going to get hurt again? Am I going to be uh, uh, killed? You know, that's where it, came, it's where it comes from, from the saber-toothed tiger days, right? It's an, autom it's an autonomic response of what am I going to do? Okay, so a lot of times when we're in stress or when we're in trauma, our reptilian brain kicks in and we say, okay, fight, flight, or freeze. Now, the prefrontal cortex brain, that's the thinking brain, goes out the window a lot of times. We can't think our way through it. We want to. How, do we, how are we going to do this? It doesn't make sense. A lot of things when you're in trauma or stress or in fear, it just does not make sense. And so our prefrontal cortex can't quite figure it out sometimes. And that leads us to feeling helpless. And it leads us to feeling sometimes hopeless. So that's our mammalian brain, which is our emotional brain. And that's where I like to play is in the emotions, right? Because our emotional brain can guide us and move us through what's next. And how to shift a lot of the fear that comes up around trauma. All right? You with me so far? Just nod, or those of you on the phone, go do thumbs up. Just kidding. Okay, so with that, um, that's where the PTSD, like if you have any kind of trauma in your life, and a lot of us are in PTSD right now, there's definitely some stress going on with a lot of people. Uh, and how do you maneuver? What do you do next? How can I get out of this, right? So... One of the ways that I talk about is that all of the stuff that we're going through with, whether it's now or any time in your life, is your contrasts, things you don't want. Contrasts are all the things you don't want in your life right now. And that contrast leads you to clarity. So having this contrast in our life, either right now or any time, you can look at that and say, wow, I don't like this. I don't want it. So Contrast can lead you to clarity because a lot of times you don't know what you want, but you know what you don't want. So that's what I always have said forever in all the workshops I've been doing for 100 years is you start with what you don't want. Everybody knows that. I don't want to feel this way. I, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to not travel. I don't want to not be with my friends and my family. I don't want to, you know, be lonely. Okay. So you, you know what you don't want. So then you will, that contrast will lead you to clarity which is what you do want. And your clarity will lead you to power. And those of you who've been with me for a while with Essence of Being, you know that, right? Clarity leads to everybody saying power and they're muted. Okay, so power to make a choice. And I'm gonna give you a distinction between choice and decisions, especially around when you're in trauma or you've had some kind of something happen to you, okay? So I'll give you that a little bit later about the distinction, because there is a distinction I want to share with you. And believe me, you can take all this on and, and take it on and go, yeah, that makes sense. If you resonate with it, great. If you don't, great. I'm just offering this for another perspective, okay? So again, a lot of times when we don't know what we want, we're having a breakdown. Because you could say that we're in the middle of a breakdown right now for many of us, okay? So when you're in breakdown, that's when things change. Unfortunately, most people change through breakdown because sometimes we need a push, don't we, to get out of our comfort zone. And I would probably guess that many of us are out of our comfort zones right now. Now, the breakdown that we go through moves us toward a breakthrough and the breakthrough leads us to break free. So it's okay to have the breakdown. Just use it. Use this moment in time as, as, as a tool and a catalyst to break through. Break through whatever fears are stopping you from being the most magnificent, powerful person that you know you can be, want to be, and are. To really realize that. And then when you break through, then you break free of all of the crap. All the things that keep us small. All that fear, all the pain, 
all the upset. And remember, upsets are opportunities to know the truth. So use any upset that you might have in your life to look at you, okay? And use that to use that to have a breakthrough. So one way to do that is to remember that uh, I use this analogy a lot about a hurricane, right? Any kind of tragic event that we have in our life, whether it's man-made or nature-made, uh, can give us pause to ask, why is this happening? And what can we do about it? So life can sometimes feel much like a hurricane. So everything can change in an instant. A diagnosis, a, a job cut too short, a person leaves, a relationship ends, an accident, a virus, okay? These outside experiences out there have the potential to plummet our thoughts into chaos. And we're unable to make decisions and take action when it's needed the most sometimes. So in the center of the hurricane is what? The I, right. I hear you saying it in my mind. So it's in the I, okay? The calm place, that stillness. And by the way, normally when I do webinars, I have lots of PowerPoints and fun things. To, so you get to just look at me today, okay? Because this isn't a webinar. All right. So it's that stillness. It's that place within us that's calm. We can observe the storm swirling around us, right? And if we allow it to knock us off our center, that's when things really hurt. So I suggest we not let all this outside influence knock us off our center, our eye, which is us, that one, that connection, the big eye, okay? Our knowing that we are whole and we have the ability to flow only love through our conscious will, it'll ease that pain. So it's hard sometimes to maintain that perspective when we turn on the news, isn't it? Yeah. But in the face of any kind of tragedy or experience that we have, we can recognize that we are, we have a oneness that we can really tune into as well. So we can stand in our eye, in the big eye, and stand centered inside of us and know that that's the truth. So our knee-jerk reaction oftentimes when things are happening to us, quote unquote, could be anger or disbelief or sadness, helplessness all of those things. And that is a knee-jerk reaction instead of a response. So just remember, just as a, just a general thing to keep in your head and in your mind and in your heart, you are the eye of the hurricane. Sometimes you just dip down into it. So when you're leaning in, and what's happening? When you lean into the hurricane, all the stuff starts hitting you, right? All the debris, the wind gets you confused. And you just lean into it and your hair gets crazy and you start, you can't, you're out of breath. All the stuff keeps hitting you and you bump up against all this crap. So all you have to do in order for you to maintain your connection and really understand that you're here and nothing is hurting you right this second is you just stand up and stand out. Okay. Stand up and stand out. Stand out and allow yourself to just stand and be the eye. Take deep breaths. It sounds so silly sometimes when I tell people to do that, but it really is a calming effect in the middle of a chaos is breathe. You are the eye. You are the center. And so when we are in the middle of the hurricane, when you lean over and feel the wind, you feel the bumping up against, just remember that all you have to do is stand up and tune in. You're always there. Do not be afraid that you've lost your connection because it is truly impossible for you to lose your connection. We feel like we do sometimes, whatever your connection means to you, okay? But trauma causes grief a lot of times, and we're going to call it grief. So a lot of us are feeling grief right now, and let's call it that. We feel the world has changed, and maybe it has in your, in your life, maybe it hasn't, but when your world does change, we know it's temporary, but it doesn't feel that way. And we realize things will be different. Like after 9-11, the airport is forever different from when, when I used to go to the airport 100 years ago. Everything's changed. 
So that loss of normalcy, the fear of the economic toll, the loss of connection, it's hitting us and we're grieving. So collectively. So we're not used to this kind of collective grief in the air. So many of us will want to say when we have trauma, we have something happen, we want to go back to the way it was. I want it to be normal, even though the way it was sucked for some of us sometimes, right? <laughs> but we want it to go back there, even though it may not have been exactly what the way we wanted it, but it's something that we know. This unknown part is scary for a lot of people. It's just scary because they don't know what's going to happen and what is normal now. What does that look like? And change is constant, all right? It's sort of like we're shedding our skin. So it's the acorn that moves into the tree, you know? It's the, it's the perturbation is what I talk about a lot in the workshops is that feeling of we perturbate right before something happens. So it's called dissipative structures. For those of you who've never taken any of the workshops, dissipative structures is an actual scientific phenomenon that happens from organisms shift into a different organism, the caterpillar and the butterfly, okay? But there's this incredible perturbation, activation that happens before they burst forth into a whole nother organism. So you could be looking at whatever's going on for you right now, you're perturbating because you're bursting forth. I don't mean like an alien coming out of your tummy and bursting forth. I'm talking about you're bursting forth into a whole nother way of being perhaps. So just like when a bird comes in and hits a window, it stops and it falls to the ground. And what does it do? It shakes it off. It gets up and it starts shaking. It dissipates the energy of that, that, it dissipates the pain. So my suggestion is when you dissipate like that, it's a way of you releasing the pain of releasing the, the frozen, right? It's releasing the unknown. You're dissipating it. And how do you do this? How does a human being do it? They dance, they laugh, they cry, they beat a pillow one of my favorites, they release their emotional experiences, they breathe, move, you know, dissipating the energy in our body is really important because it, it also activates that emotional response. So basically, if you're stuck, you don't know where to move, you want to dissipate that in some way. And oftentimes the best way to do it is move, some kind of movement in your body, and in your emotions, okay, is releasing that. Does that make sense? I, I hear nodding in the phones, okay. So yeah, that's called dissipative structures. So one of the grieving parts about this is the anticipatory grief. In other words, it's grieving what hasn't happened yet or the unknown. It's that future. I'm grieving what the future might be. Okay, so we get into this whole funk about what's it going to be like. It's uncertain. And you know what? I, I, I've heard that about a thousand times on the TV and everywhere in these uncertain times. And it's true. But it also feeds into our fear and it can feed into, oh, yeah, it is uncertain. What am I going to do? Okay, and it, again, it doesn't have to be just about what's happening with us right now, but anytime you feel uncertain about what's the next move or how am I going to alleviate all of this feeling, all the feelings that I have right now and the fears, right? So I would say that we talk about it being an imagined future. So our mind goes to the future. Um, we know there's a storm coming, right? There's something bad out there. With a virus, for instance, that this kind of grief is really confusing for people. Our primitive mind knows something bad is happening, but we just can't see it. And so it breaks our sense of safety. Has anyone ever felt that? Feel unsafe at times? Some people have, some people don't, okay? But 
believe me, if you've had a blunt trauma in your life, not just about what's happening now, you can't, it can knock you right out of being safe and feeling like uh, it's definitely not normal anymore. Okay. But I want to go back to where the way it was, even though I didn't like it. All right. So we feel that sense of loss of safety. And so if we understand the different types of grief, remember what grief is? It's the stages of grief. It's not linear. It can happen in a lot of different ways. It can happen bouncing back and forth, okay? It's not a map, um, but it provides some scaffolding, okay, into the unknown world. So remember, one of the ways of grief is there's denial, which we can say, all right, well, I'll just use the virus, okay? There's denial. Well, the virus won't affect us, okay? Then there's anger. You're making me stay home and taking away my activities and I can't be with my people and I can't come to Essence of Being workshops. You like that plug? Okay. Uh, that's anger, right? Then there's bargaining. Okay. All right. If I social distance for two weeks and wear my mask, everything will be all right, right? And then there's sadness. I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't figure out how to proceed. So the last stage of grief is acceptance. Okay. And the, in this particular example, the acceptance is I have to figure out how to proceed. You know, and this is where the power lies is how do I accept where I am right now? So we find that control in acceptance. If we can accept something, we can control something. Let's see. I can wash my hands. I can keep a safe distance. I can learn how to work virtually. Okay. So it's basically accessing your control when you feel out of control. Instead of going out and buying a lot of toilet paper, which is a product of feeling out of control, people go and hoard, okay? Instead of doing that, you can decide, okay, I'm gonna do something to take back my control of what I can do. I'm only responsible for my own thoughts, my own beliefs, and my own actions. So I'm gonna take that control back, even though I'm afraid, or even though I just don't know what to do next, okay? So this unhealthy anticipatory grief is, can be called anxiety. Jack, I just saw your t-shirt. You have our Essence of Being Mastery t-shirt on. <laughs> Sorry. You just got me with a squirrel. Okay. All right. I knew this was going to be an interesting experience tonight. All right. So our mind shows us these images about what can happen in the future. Uh, my parents might get sick. Or maybe you had a breakup and you're thinking, I'll never be able to have love in my life again. You know, we see the worst scenarios. And that's our mind being protective. So our goal is not to ignore those images and try to make them go away. Your mind will let you do that. You dream about it. You think about it. You try really hard to not think about it, right? Don't think about pink elephants. So the goal is to find the balance in the things that you're thinking. If you feel the worst things taking shape, make yourself think of the best image. Okay, we all get a little sick sometimes and the world continues. Not everyone I love dies. Maybe no one does because we're all taking the right steps. So it's basically saying, if I'm focusing on all of this stuff that could happen, let me focus on this other stuff that could happen. Which one makes you feel better? And as you guys know, what you focus on expands, right? <laughs> I love people that are, <laughs> okay. So it is, that's a reticular activator in our brain. It really does work in our brain. What we keep focusing on, we keep paying attention to, okay? And I use this scenario all the time about a car. You know, if you've got, if you're trying to buy a car, what do you do? You go and you look at, you test drive it, not anymore, but you go in there and you look on Amazon or whatever you're looking at to buy a car and you, you look at all the things that you're trying to buy and you decide. And what do you see driving on the street? 
that car everywhere you look where you never saw it before. That's because your reticular reticulator act your reticular activator has been activated. Okay, so it's a sign. It's an actual scientific. It's not just some woo woo thing, but I use it as what you focus on expands. Okay, so that if you want to change the future or look toward the future and have an image of the best case scenario, what would that be? All right. Another way to get out of perhaps that grief stage. Um, to calm yourself, you want to come into the present moment and be grateful. So one of the what best ways I know is to locate things. So you look to your left, everybody look to your left. What's next to you? Oh, there's a window and you call it out. There's a window, there's this, there's a curtain, there's some pictures. Now look to your right, okay? What's over there, okay? There's a wall and there's a clock and there's a calendar. Oh, and there's my award. So what you're doing is you're locating to get you present. Okay? So if you find yourself running, going out of control, worrying, or having anxiety about anything, just stop, take a deep breath. There's that breath again. Look to your left and start locating things. Look to your right and start locating things. And then you go to gratitude. I'm so grateful that... I'm well. I'm not sick. I have food in my refrigerator. I'm well. Nothing's happened today that to me at the moment. I'm not going to jump into the TV set and start feeling all the feelings that I could feel right now for everyone else, okay? Because that doesn't really help. And I know many of us are empaths or many of us are very sensitive, okay, to things that are going on in the world. And there's a way to be in the world and not let that affect us. And in order for us to really make a difference in the world and be the light workers that we are, if that's you, okay, is you have to maintain your sense of self and connection and not get sucked into the vortex, okay? Because there is a vortex going on right now. So you can also think about how to let go of what you can't control. You can't control what your neighbor's doing. Uh, what you can control is you can be six feet away. Um, you can wash your hands. You can take a walk. Okay? You can control those things. And also, one way to really help you shift out of this is to go to compassion. Go to compassion for yourself. Everyone has different levels right now of fear and anxiety and grief, especially now, but certainly anytime they're going through any kind of traumatic event or experience you know and but you call it out in other words if you're working with somebody a co-worker may be getting very snippy at you okay that's not like that person but that's how they're dealing with it so you could see their fear and anxiety so be patient be patient with each other think about who that someone usually is and not what they really seem to be at the moment so that's compassionate and have compassion for yourself because a lot of this anxiety or fear or um, trauma that we're not sure about, it's open-ended. We don't know what to do. We don't know when it's going to end, right? That's that unknown and how to navigate through it. Is this making sense to you guys? Good. Okay. Uh, and again, you could unmute yourself anytime, but I'm gonna, we're going to go into a little uh, experience here in a minute. Um, the other thing, if you're feeling disconnected right now with people, I mean, look at what we're doing. Even now, people are realizing they can connect through technology. Wow. I had this on, on mute, you guys. That's my husband. Isn't that interesting? That never happens. Just kidding. It always happens. All right. So, and I had it on mute. Okay. Those poltergeists okay all right so we're, we're connecting through technology so he was he's calling me through technology all right so he's in new jersey so i've been alone <laughs> for three months so. they're not as remote as we thought because here we are connecting and being with each other so we can appreciate walks we can appreciate being with each other now 
So these are some of the things that, that I feel like is important for us to remember. And there really is something powerful in, in saying this is Greek. It helps us feel what's inside. So I'm, you know, I'm telling coworkers all the time I'm having a hard time, or I say, hey, I cried last night. So when you name it, you feel it, and it moves through you, because remember, emotions are it's energy in motion. And it's important that we acknowledge what we're going through. So one unfortunate byproduct of, quote, self-help uh, is we're the first generation, okay? I've been doing this for 35 years, 37 years. I don't know, God, how long? I don't even know. 37 years now, okay? So we're the first generation to have feelings about our feelings. Okay, with all of the work that we have done for many of us a long time, for many of us, you're just starting this growth process. But we tell ourselves things like, I feel sad, but I shouldn't feel that. Other people have it worse than me. We can or we should stop at that first feeling, okay? I don't want to should on us because it gets messy. But when you say, I feel sad, let me, let me feel sad for five minutes. It's okay. Our work is to feel sad and fear and anger, whether or not someone else is feeling something. So in other words, it's okay to feel what we're feeling. We don't have to question it. Fighting it doesn't help because our body is producing that feeling. So if we allow the feelings to happen, they'll happen in an orderly way and it empowers us. Then we're not victims. So sometimes we try not to feel what we're feeling because we have this image of I'm going to be stuck there or I'm not supposed to feel this way. It's a bottomless pit of feelings, okay? If I feel sad and let that in, it'll never go away. Have you ever felt that? Yeah. So the gang of bad feelings will overwhelm me. The truth for me is feeling moves through us. So that leads me to one of my favorite uh, sayings, is so what? So what? And what we're speaking about here, this is a little bit, this is a, a kind of advanced process I'm going to take you through about how when things happen to us and, and any of us have done any kind of growth work or personal growth or self-help or just wanting to become aware of why we exist and what we are and what we matter and what our purpose is, and have maybe been doing affirmations and maybe have been, you know, utilizing different tools on how to stay positive and all those things. Okay. This is for us. All right. Because we get caught in a trap. Sometimes we speak compartmentalizing all the parts of ourselves. So this is exactly what happens when you're distracted and when things happen in a way where you do not feel whole and complete. So a lot of us will stop in our tracks and not be able to com communicate or speak or allow ourselves to experience or feel because we're afraid of what we might find when all of our parts are together. In other words, many of us like to put our dark places in a little hole somewhere and keep it there and keep it at bay. No, no, no. And a lot of times when those dark spaces want to be nurtured and looked at and acknowledged that they're there, they get louder and louder and louder. And many of us keep pushing them away and try to keep them back in the corner. That's where, by the way, when we say what you resist persists. Right? So you keep resisting it. No, no, no. But it keeps nipping at its heels. You know, it's nipping at your heels going, yeah, but see me, feel me, touch me. I'm here. Hello, hello. Here's my fear. Here's my anxiety. Okay, here's my anger. And we're like, no, we're not supposed to feel that. We have to be positive. Okay. So there is a lot of resistance to allowing them just be. And what happens is, you know what happens? It drains your energy. It drains your energy and it focuses your attention on all the things that are not working. And all the things that you do not like. So... What I'm speaking of here is learning not to push all of those dark spaces into a hole, but to allow them to experience and allow them to be part of you. 
because it is part of you. So instead of saying, well, I don't want to feel this way, or I don't want this in my life, or I don't like this part about myself, or I don't like this vibration or that vibration. So in other words, when you start saying that I want something, and I've said this many times before, you start with what you don't want, remember that, because many of you don't even know what you want. But when you start saying I want something, it, it, it elicits a response if you don't have it already. So it's a whole other level of how to understand this from the duality of want and not want, light and dark. So just say that the light is, the light part is where you want to feel good and you like this part of you and you think that all is well and you're positive about yourself and you're positive about what's happening in the world. And the dark place can be identified as all the things you do not want and the things you do not like about yourself and all the circumstances that seem to be surrounding you. So of course, what many try to do is to do affirmations and try to stay positive. And when they have a nip at their heels from all that negative thoughts, things in our life or beliefs that come up, we try to push it away and slam the door and not let them rear their ugly heads. So what do they do? They get louder and louder and louder. So wherever you go, there you are. Okay. So oftentimes when you're saying you do not want something and it continues to grow and grow because it wants to be heard and acknowledged because it's part of you. And if you accept this concept, you don't have to, but I just want to give you something to think about. If you accept this concept, it's a little bit beyond the vibrations of a lot of people from a basic understanding of how law of attraction works. If you've ever heard of that law of attraction, okay, like attracts like. It's going a little bit further than that. And it's moving toward that place of oneness, not having duality, but embracing that whole part of ourselves and complete with all the work and all the good things and all the bad things at once. So when you say, I want to be healthy, or I want to feel thinner, or I choose more money in my life, or I want to be loved, or I want to be safe, then what you're doing when you say those things, oftentimes it immediately brings up, well, I'm not that right now. Or I don't have that right now. And the longing part is the part that is tried, it's tried to be misplaced or tried to be pushed away of longing or wanting something and realizing that you don't have it. So the sadness comes up and you try to push the sadness away. And what I'm saying is that when you make a declarative statement, I want more money. And your next millisecond of thought is that I don't have it yet, but I know it's coming. So we've taught ourselves to do that, right? That's one place that a lot of people go to. So what I'm suggesting is to say, I want more money in my life, or I want to feel safe, whatever it is. And when you feel that feeling of yet, I don't have it yet, to say that in a way or think and feel that in a way, it's natural for you to feel that, okay? It's natural for you to feel that, and it's not something to be pushed away or pushed aside so that you punish yourself for being negative or punishing yourself for thinking that's not supposed to be thought about. So what I'm talking about is compartmentalizing our emotions, the good and the bad. So I'm saying embrace it all. It's not good or bad. It just is and is part of you. And what happens is you'll not fight as much to keep your dark side in the hole. That will just be acknowledged and move on. Okay? You'll acknowledge it with the same amount of love that you do and want. Okay? So, I don't, um, so, for instance, just so you know, this is my experience, or this is my belief, doesn't have to be yours, um, that, for instance, when Jesus was able to do the work that he did to do all the things that he did in the world, he embraced, he could see the innocence in people, right? And he embraced all of the warts and all of the negative parts and looked at that whole person. And when that longing and sadness comes up, when you're looking at that perfect scenario of you, you can love that part of you and see that part of you and heal that part of you. You're not anything that needs to be discarded, okay? 
There's nothing wrong with you. So from that point of view, when you feel or say to yourself, I don't have it, you have two choices. You either say, I, I know it's coming because you've been taught that and you've taught yourself to think positively, which is not bad. I'm not saying bad or good here, okay? I'm saying, I'm saying that sometimes we have to pause and just and acknowledge we feel this way. So the other choice is, let me think about that. I cannot do, I can't have the money in my life right now. And that makes me feel how, how does that make me feel? And so instead of going into a spiral of punishment, and wanting to keep that at bay because it doesn't feel good. By the way, that's when people numb out because they don't want to feel bad, so they don't feel anything. Okay? It's just embrace it. Embrace that part and say, you know what? I know it's a longing. I feel it. I know that I'm somewhat sad about it, and that's okay. And now, now I know it's on the way. So don't skip the step. In other words, people leave out that step. Most people just want to skip from... I want to have more money and feel safe, and they quickly go to, and I know it's on its way. So when what's really happening is when you say, I really, really have more money and I want to be safe, your first thought is, I don't have it yet. And there's a slight, could be, could be, not always, but it could be a little slight thought of I'm sad or frustrated, and that slight feeling that comes from that thought that I don't have it yet. So you just acknowledge it instead of numbing it out or try to push it away. I don't want to feel this. Does that make sense? It's a different way of looking at things of just being a whole and complete person because you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. And from that point of view, you say, I know it's on its way. Okay. You're, you're acknowledging that you feel sad and frustrated and you're not sure what to do next or whatever the feeling is. And instead of pushing it away, you acknowledge it and embrace it as part of yourself. And that's loving yourself totally. Even though it's, it's sort of like a child, right? Even though they may act up at times and they may do negative things, you still have unconditional love for them. For some of them, maybe. Or what about your pets? You know, they poop in the they poop in the house. Damn it. But you love them. Okay, so no matter what they do, you're still gonna love them. So this so why would we treat ourselves any different? Okay, that's how we embrace and love ourselves completely through trauma, through the unknown, through the anxiety, through the fear. And if you don't leave out that step of acknowledging it and feeling it, and from that place, just say, and now I choose to take the next step, whatever that is. I know all is well. I'm present. I'm grateful for all I am now. So it goes into our comfort zone. So let me show you this. So everybody take your hands out and put your hands together and make a fist. Just kind of clasp your hands, okay? Now, what thumb is on top, your left or your right? Those of you who have uh, your left, it means, it doesn't mean anything, I'm just kidding. But you just listened to what, your, what thumb is on top, okay? Now, just uncross it and put your other thumb on the other side. So put your other thumb on top. It feels weird, doesn't it? It's uncomfortable and it's not in your comfort zone. Now, Take it off again and unclasp it and now put your other thumb back on top and go back and forth, unclasping and putting your thumbs, each thumb on top, back and forth, back and forth and just keep doing it. And after a while, just keep doing it like I'm doing. And after a while, it's not as uncomfortable, is it? Right? So you just say, okay, it might feel uncomfortable right now because I don't know there's this unknown and I'm stressed out and I'm anxious. But if you keep going back and forth with your comfort zone, we get locked into it, but I know this, I know this thumb. But if you move the other thumb on top and you keep going back and forth and back and forth, then eventually it's not as uncomfortable and then it becomes normal. Okay, 
So change is constant. That normal part, and I'm going to give you um, a couple of tools, some more tools on how to do this. Anybody want to share anything before I give you these tools or ask any questions? Mindy asks, is there something we're supposed to be writing? Yeah, everything I just said. No, I'm kidding. Not at the moment, but you're about to. Good question. Anybody else want to share anything? Yes, Candace. I just want to share that I've heard, I thought I had heard that before, but I guess not because I had forgotten it. And it really is great. That's a wonderful example because it does feel uncomfortable and to keep doing it, maybe I've never had anybody go that far. To keep doing it, finally, it does feel almost normal. And that only took minutes or less than a minute. So it's a great example. I really love that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome, Dr. C. <laughs> I don't know why it's doing that. Okay, so with that, I will say I wanted to give you a distinction and I'm going to give you some tools about choice and decision. Remember, I said I'm going to give you a distinction between the two. So, and you can decide if you like this or not. You can keep it or not. Okay, so a decision is when you divide off and kill. So, in other words, you're, you're dividing your, your options. So a decision means you divide. You divide and kill off the options. For instance, um, I don't want vanilla. I want chocolate. So what you did is I, you killed off vanilla because you decided you wanted chocolate. Okay? There's a reason for it. So a choice is when you just say, I feel like having chocolate. There's no reason. That's a choice. Okay. When you choose, you just feel like it. Oh, I feel like doing this right now. It's a choice. Okay. So for instance, a choice means I feel like taking a walk. That's a choice. A decision, I, I choose to take a walk for my heart, for my health. So I'm going to go take a walk for my health instead of sitting here that's not healthy. That's a decision. You killed off an option. So when you are deciding what you're going to do next, okay, or if it's a choice or a decision, you could look at that as a distinction, okay, as to outside your comfort zone or dissipating your um, your emotional struggle, you know, dissipate that feeling that you have. So you can either make a choice or a decision, but just want to throw that out there, okay? That that might help you with distinctions about what's next for you. So with your universe to-do list, that's a tool that I love to use. Those of you who take it in the workshops, you know about this tool. And what I want you to write down now, and I'm gonna tell you about the universe to-do list for those of you who don't know, uh, but I want you to write down these different aspects of your life, okay? I want you to put down family, work, the news, kids, health, money, significant others, your business, just different aspects of your life. These are aspects. So you can jot, you don't have to do it now, but you can jot down, okay, where am I in chaos or in trauma or in struggle or in fear or anxiety in any of these areas? Okay, so you can, sometimes when you write it down, it makes, it makes it real, okay, and it, it helps your prefrontal cortex, so it's not just, in, you're not in fear with it, okay, so if you write that down and you write all the things that you feel you're out of control with, or that you're in chaos with, okay, and in those areas, and then with the universe to-do list, this is what you do, you write down on the left-hand side of your page, 
my to-dos, and on the right-hand side of the page, you write universe to-do. Now, you can call universe God, great spirit, higher self, energy, source, whatever you want to call it. We're gonna, I'll call it universe, just for giggles, okay? So you draw a line down the middle of the page. The left side is your to-dos, what you're going to do today. Only what you're willing to do today to shift, to do something, to take action. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm going to do an email. I'm going to um, get on Zoom. I'm going to sign up for Burge's next Essence of uh, Communication workshop, an Essence of Abundance workshop that's coming up virtually in June, by the way. So you, you basically, you write down the things that you can do today or that you're willing to do. Now your side should be very short. The other side is the universe's side. And you wanna write it like this. You wanna say things like, um, help me make a decision about my family or whatever it is. Show me the best business to get into. Um, give me signs. Who's the best client to, to attract? Um, take care of all of the crap that's going on in the world. Take care of it. I don't know how to do it. You do it. Um, handle my kids' education. Um, show me a better way to feel happy. So what you're doing is you're telling the universe, you use those words like show me, help, guide, handle, allow. You use those words and say you handle it because the universe has a lot more resources than you might know that you have access to right now. Okay, that you're maybe not aware of yet. So the universe has a lot of resources. Now, it might sound, those of you who have not done this, it might sound kind of silly, but it really works because what you're doing is you're taking that heaviness, that I don't know, that unknown, and you're turning it over to the universe and saying, you know what? I'll do what I can do. This is what I have control over today. This is what I'm doing. You handle all the big stuff. You handle all the other things that I don't know how to do or I'm not sure of, or I'm not sure what's next. Take care of my fear. That's a good one, just handle it. Let me feel happy. I help me feel gratitude in this moment. So what happens with that tool with the universe to-do list is it really does alleviate a lot of the heaviness and the stress and the pain and the suffering and the fear and the unknown, okay? And you move it over. and the caveat to all of this is you can't keep looking at it and go, well, you haven't given it to me yet. You can't go back and look at it and go, it's not here yet, universe. So turning it over really means turning it over. And just, it will come in divine time or in due time or in perfect time. Things happen, maybe not on your timeline, but have you had things happen in your life where you looked back and you said, wow, I had asked for that, but it didn't come until this time. And if, if, if it had come earlier, all these other things would not have fallen in place. So it happened in perfect time. So we think we know exactly when things should happen for us, okay? But there's a bigger picture at play. And we're here to play a bigger game, everybody, okay? We're, so stop playing small. That's my one little nugget my one little pointing a finger at, let's stop playing small, no matter what's happening in the world right now, it's our turn, okay? It's our turn to play big, it's our turn to show up, it's our turn to know that we're important, it's our turn to know that we can make a difference in the world. We just have to show up and be a demonstration of what conscious leaders are, of what it is that it, to, to say in the face of all of this, I choose differently. I choose to, and here's the other tool, is pinch and shift. So you pinch yourself and you shift it. So when you hear yourself saying, I can't, I won't, I'm afraid, I don't know, all those things, it's okay to feel those things, acknowledge it, and then choose differently. So you pinch yourself, it's a pattern interrupt. 
I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I feel afraid. I feel, I feel afraid. I don't know what to do. Okay. Thank you, fear. I see you, fear. Hello, fear. I get it. Now, I'm going to pinch myself, and now I'm going to choose differently. I'm going to shift out of that. What's the opposite of fear? Love. Okay. You're either in the fear or the or the love thought system. Those are your choices. So coming back to the very beginning, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. Okay? So I invite you all to come face it with me at here's the at the essence of communication. I'm doing June 6th, which is my birthday. So June 6th, I'm doing an Essence of Communication. It's a three-hour live webinar. Normally, I do a whole one day, okay, in Atlanta, but we're doing it all around the world. The Essence of Communication, which is part of the modules that we do with our Conscious Leadership Academy. But you can go to essenceofbeing.com, okay? And you can go to essenceofbeing.com slash EOC, which stands for Essence of Communication and sign up for the virtual workshop. It's three hours, it's 47 bucks, not a big deal, okay? Those of you who are in conscious leadership, of course, it's free, okay? The next one that we're doing is June 27th, which is the essence of abundance. Same thing, three hour live workshop, and we're doing a lot, it's, it's a lot more experiential than tonight was, okay? Tonight wasn't that, it was just more information, okay? <laughs> But uh, those of you who know me, you know I love experience. So we're going to be experiential together. June 27th, The Essence of Abundance, which is another module that we have in our Conscious Leadership Academy. Again, go to essenceofbeing.com. And then if you want that one, you go to essenceofbeing.com slash EOA, which stands for Essence of Abundance. Okay? And you can join us in that. And we will do it. We'll be doing it on uh, a webinar on Zoom. And you'll have experiences there. Our next power hour is June 24th. Remember, it's always the third Wednesday of every month. And our topic for next month will be give as you go and create a flow. Give as you go and create a flow. Give as you go and create a flow. The essence of abundance. How to create more. Okay. So I'm going to unmute everybody. And let's see. So if you want to say anything or say, we don't like to say goodbye, we like to say next time. That was delightful. Thank you, Birch. Great reminder. It's always wonderful. Thanks, Birch. Awesome. Welcome. Birch, can I just ask, what did you say? Give it, you go, what? And create a flow. Oh, beautiful. And it's all about abundance. So next, next, uh, like I said, we're going to do the communication class, which is very powerful. It's learning how to communicate authentic, authentically, and with compassion with uh, your everybody in life. Communication is key, and how to tell your truth. And then abundance will be all about how to create more prosperity and wealth. And as you go, flow. What's the date for the uh, communication? And the essence of abundance is June. No, communication. June 6th. It's a phone. June 6th. June 6th? Uh huh. That's my birthday. So come join me on my birthday. I'll be working with you. Like, it's June 6th. June 6th. Number six. That's your birthday. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or communication. Yeah, yeah, communication. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, we'll try you, Okay, great. Anybody else want to say anything or have any questions? Love you, Birch. Yes, we do. Sorry, you're not in Africa now. That was your plan. What? I said you're supposed to be in Africa now, yeah. I was supposed to be in Italy right now. Oh, Italy. Yeah, we're getting in Africa in April. 
had to cancel that. This too shall pass. We'll be there again. Yeah, it'll happen. It will. It'll happen. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye. Academy is definitely happening, and building the school there. So they sent us pictures. So if anybody wants to donate, keep donating. Right? If you go to the Healing Force, healingforce.org, you can donate there. And also we post on Facebook as well. So they're really coming along the building. And we're going to be working with a lot of women as well as. So anything else? Hey, Burge. Yeah. It's Donna Raina. Hey, Donna Raina. Hey, honey. Hey. I just wanted to, I just wanted to um, just make sure that you got my message about um, not drinking tin cans with bubbly water. Yes, I did. I have, has it helped? Thank you. I haven't, all I've had is water at Okay. All I've had. I'm going to. I'm gonna stop the recording right now. We can, we can stay on and chat if you guys to. But I'm gonna <laughs> Okay. Thank you for all of you uh, to play with me tonight. Thank you in depth and more and coming to our essence being, which we're not doing in June online. It will be in September though. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. That September with masks on and um, we'll make it work and make everybody safe. That'll happen in for the actual essence of being experience. And mastery is this year, everybody. So we're going to do that in November. So, what? yeah, you know, we'll socially distance. <laughs> <laughs> and more unified than ever. John Ann! From Las 